open. All right, hey, everybody, it's Scoots here, and you may hear some creaking. That's my uh, Santa Cruz, my actually my mom's, or my dad's, Santa, C-R-U-Z-E, Cruz, bright red, uh, necky uh, kayak. I believe it's a kayak. I don't know. They, now they're changing around these. I was thinking this uh, earlier when I was kayaking over here. Where the heck did he, like, uh, boat train, like, a uh, recreational boat train? I guess this isn't recreational, but, uh, like, when did it get so complicated? There, like, uh, oh, did you, did you just hear that frog? I don't know if you heard that, but there used to be, so there was originally canoes. And I'm just talking about when I've been alive, not the history of, uh, watercraft here, because, you know, the, I barely know the history of my history of watercraft. But there were canoes, and I think one of the canoes, like, issues with canoes is they tip over. And the only time I used a canoe was with my friend Bo. The one time I went to summer camp, and uh, I guess we'll go right into the personal stories here. Holy cow, we're not like, uh, but my friend Bo and I, and my brother, I think my brother and my sister, Carl and Sheila, we all went to this summer camp, uh, and recently I found out how much the summer camp costs. And I said, no, like, like, I mean, this is in upstate New York. Uh, and the price I was quoted was my, like a relative. So it may have been wrong, but it was so unbelievably cheap. I was like, uh, you know, I, I love my daughter, but I was like, holy cow, it's such an unbelievable value. Like I would, no wonder people send, like send their kids to summer camp for the summer. But this summer camp was called Lourdes Camp, and I believe I was in fifth grade. Maybe I was in sixth—no, I was in fifth grade. I've talked about it before, maybe. Or maybe that was in therapy. I talked about it a lot in therapy. Uh, but we don't—nothing n- n- serious—you know, just, just like mild therapy stuff. Uh, time Not time filler. Real—like, uh, but my friend Bo and I, we— uh, I think it was like the first or the second day, you had to have passed a swimming test. You could take out a canoe— and, you know, I don't, I don't know if you listen to this podcast at all, but, you know, Scoots doesn't, like, I don't do well with authority figures. I don't do well with asking questions. And I'd rather just skip over everything. So we tried to go to the canoe, and they said, have you used a canoe before? I said, don't worry, Mo. We do, like, we're fine. No, we don't. Like, uh, thanks, uh, counselor. We'll uh, take this canoe out. We know what we're doing. And they said, okay, you got And I said, yeah, I'm, to- I'm a total, uh, my, my middle name's Canoe. Like, uh I know exactly what we're doing. Uh, so we took this canoe out. And, like, turns out we didn't. Know, like, turns out I've never been in a canoe. Bo's never been in a canoe. And wherever the uh, like kindergarten age kids were uh, like uh, swimming, we lost total control of the canoe. We were working at cross purposes, and then we headed right towards like the kindergarten swim zone. And then the, the lifeguards and the counselors. Uh, that was the end of my days with the canoe at that summer camp. And so that was uh, that was my first uh, canoe experience. So those were canoes. And then at some point they came out with something called a flat bottom canoe. And I remember my uncle Eddie, he had a flat bottom canoe, an old town. And I, I've seen these old town canoes across the across 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 the country. And usually they come in a gray and a or not a gray, a green or a red. And I heard flat bottom canoe. Okay, that doesn't it doesn't tip over as hard. Uh, but you know, a canoe you're kind of sitting up high. Sometimes there's somebody sitting in the middle. They're down low. So those are canoes. So you have the flat bottom canoe and the regular canoe. At some point, I think this was even in the 70s. There was a kayak uh, that you would only see. I don't know when the kayak in the Olympics started, but you know, at some point, this was before YouTube videos. But there's still television that could be like YouTube videos. And the only thing you would see is a kayak is somebody rolling over and then rolling back again in, like, the white water. And it just looked like, okay, that's, like, a good way to um, get water up your nose. Uh, And so those were kayaks, and it just seemed like for adventuring only. And it just seemed like, even for me, I love swimming and stuff, but it seemed like, man, that would be annoying, being wet in a boat. Like, why the heck would you want to do that? So, like, uh, so those were kayaks. Then at some point they came out with these sea kayaks, I believe. Uh, and I think that's what I'm in. Even though I'm in a river, I'm in a sea kayak. And I, I guess what a sea kayak is, is, like, uh, it's not waterproof. So if you tip it over, 
you got to get back. Like, you can't flip it back because then the water would come in, I guess. Uh, and they're light. It seems like there's some sort of injected molded plastic or something. So they're probably, uh, they're very watertight. And they're probably affordable compared to, like, fiberglass type stuff. Uh, and they're very light on the water. I was surprised, uh, like, today I said, like, this thing is really moving. Two years ago was the last time I was in one of these kayaks. And I did try to record some stuff on a um, lavalier mic on an Android phone, and I don't know what happened to those recordings. That was, I think, before the Patreon. So I don't know. Those recordings may have been lost uh, or they were un, un, uh, unusable or they're on – maybe they're on my old iPhone 4S that died. Uh, but they were, like, really noisy with the wind and stuff. Like So right now – Oh, but wait, let me, let me keep on this uh, water trend. Because then, okay, so then you had uh, windsurfing. Then you have kite surfing, which those look uh, pretty cool. But then at some point, this stand-up paddle boarding became a thing. Uh, and that does seem like a, like a little Sado or, or ma- like one of those things. Because it's like, okay, you're going to stand up on a board. Uh, and I tried to do that once. And it was on a very windy day. It wasn't pleasant. But I could see uh, I could see if you were somewhere where you could just get off and swim, it being pleasant. And I know, like, uh, uh, some 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 people that, like, do it and they do, like, uh, you know, instead of fun runs, they do paddleboard races. But, uh, you know, I'm whatever, whatever. I'm in a kayak here. Okay, a little update. Change the subject. I got a, a dragonfly. Seeing on a branch, um, its back is to me, so it's like a tail thing. It just it lowered two of its uh, four wings, its right side wings. And it's just sitting there. Its back's to me. It's got like a. It's got a little blue iridescent. Now it's off. Uh, it's off to another uh, like a twig or, uh, or branch, uh, not that far from me. So I guess that's the end of my. So I'm in a sea kayak, a red one. And it's not exactly the most comfortable thing to sit in for a couple hours while you record a podcast, but um, you know, this uh, like you can hear it creaking. I'm, I'm, I do try to change my position every once in a while. Uh, it does seem fairly stable. Uh, maybe not stable that the equipment that I can't really afford to lose uh, uh, is in here with me. But I've, I do have like a bag. Uh, so, like, once I get back on the road again, in quotes, you know, on the river, I'll wrap everything back up and hopefully it'll stay dry. And I'm parked here. So I'm in the, uh, I'm outside Port Ontario, New York. I'm, uh, I'm, in, I'm on the Salmon River. I think there's many Salmon Rivers, uh, and this is one of them. And I've, I took it a little while, and I was going to head towards, uh, like, like I, I was heading on an adventure, and I saw this uh, side side thing and i said well it's kind of hot even though it's like four o'clock i said let me get in the shade because if i'm gonna usually it takes for, for an hour podcast somewhere out an hour and 45 minutes to rec- for me to record it i said well i don't want to be in the sun the whole time and then i saw these bright like these downed trees uh near the riverbanks and I'm, I'm still about eight nine ten feet off the riverbank and so I got up, I tested a couple, and I found this one, a gray, I'm not very good at identifying trees. Uh, what would you call, I guess it's a deceased tree, I don't, I really shouldn't be interviewing it, but uh, what kind of tree, what kind of tree were you? Okay, no answer. Uh, I, I said, my brain said dogwood, but I don't know if that's true. But it's like kind of a grayish uh, tree. And uh, that's all I got. It's all. It's been in here a while, but not so. It still has its bark, but its bark's starting to peel, and it's covered in the same thing you would expect a penny or Lady Liberty, like some sort of um, algae or moss. That's like that light mint green, or maybe mint's the wrong term, but uh, you know that you see on copper. And then there is some moss down here, the bright green, lovely, lovely. You know, you you were lovely moss. Uh, it's uh, it's got some of that green moss on its underside. Yeah, on your undersides, you got moss on your underside. And it, it, you know, one thing is like there's a couple different styles of moss here. Like we have the the uh, 
what do, like uh, there's a neon green moss on one of its really dead branches that uh, is really exposed. It's like a neon, almost a green yellow. And then you have that more rich green uh, that uh, you identify with the floor, forest floors uh, on the underside of this tree here that I'm holding with one arm, my right arm. My left arm is holding the mic. Right now my knees are up, so I'm leaning the, my mic arm on one of my knees. Uh, so I'll probably change position. And, uh, yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm up against this tree. Directly in front of me is the rest of the tree. There's a frog. I don't see it, but I just heard it. And uh, another smaller tree. This is not a giant tree. No offense, tree. But you're not like a medium-sized tree. Like its diameter, I may be able to fit my hands around its diameter, if not pretty close. So I don't know if you put that like a 10-inch, 12-inch diameter tree. Then there's another tree, I guess about the same diameter. And then in front of all that is tall river river reeds. The kind of river reeds you associate with cattails, but I don't see any cattails. I think that's what you call them. The mar- you know, that you'd say, well, is, it, is this a river, a swamp, or a marsh? And I said, oh, boy. Uh, there's a great question. I think if I saw some cattails, uh, like a... Uh, and what is a cattail? You may be asking, like those of you that uh, don't, you know, don't hang in marshes. Uh, cattail is like you find these reeds. These reeds are about 10 feet tall uh, from the river bottom, from the surface of the water. So probably the bottom of the river, maybe even, I mean, it's pretty shallow here. But uh, cattails, they look like a uh, if, if you overcooked a hot dog or you had a hot dog that was brown, on a stick, uh, that's a cattail. Like if you're cooking a brown hot dog on a stick, it looks exact same shape as a hot dog. Now at some point they, uh, I think, I don't know if they're seed pods or something, but they go fluffy. I don't know why they're called cattails. I guess because they get kind of look like cattails. I'd call them brown hot dogs, but I don't name, uh, you know, I wasn't around in whatever the 1920s or the 1850s when kids started calling them those. But so that's what's directly in front of me. Then to my right is another very large down tree. And it looks like it's been down for a while, too, though it still has leaves, uh, dried leaves hanging from its branches. And they, they've had a lot of uh, flooding here this year. So I don't know, but I, I would say this tree's been here a while. And I'm like back in this back pocket, uh, hidden. And part of the reason I'm here is because of the shade and, uh, Another part of the reason is I said, hey, let's go down there and see what's what. So, like, a uh, podcast to put me to sleep. Uh, you know, let's see how it goes. So that so that's, like, on two sides of me. Now, to my left is an open expanse, almost. like uh, So to my direct left, to my closest, is swamp water. And you could call it river water. And we'll get into examining the water when we get a chance. Uh, and that goes probably 30, 40 maybe a hundred yards of, uh, you know, different swamp, uh, muck. I mean, muck and, uh, tiny lily pads, big little, micro lily pads or algae, uh, flowers just poking up by themselves and big lily pads with beautiful, like water flowers on them. And then there's a patch with a little bit less, uh, after about a hundred yards, there's a, like a more open patch, uh, but still a lot of grass and stuff growing in it. Then another, like, a thick expanse of uh, the bigger lily pads, and then the the main uh, deep part of the river, which uh, is just, like, running. It's rippling in the wind. That's about uh, maybe 300 yards from me, pretty far, but I can see it. Uh, Beyond that is, uh, like, swamp, uh, like, uh, I don't know what you call them, like an island of grass, Like, I don't know if that's from silt, probably, deposits. We're not that far from the mouth of the river. That goes straight into Lake Ontario. And then beyond the the island or whatever you want to call it, it's not an island that you could build anything on, but I'm sure there's waterfowl and, and, you know, bugs and other lovely friends there. And lots of green stuff grows. And beyond that is the other riverbank, and there's a lot of houses there. 
and uh, trees, and uh, there's a couple. Uh, there's a couple like sheds. Uh, there's one that I can see that's a beautiful winter green. I mean, I I can't to, to call it any other color but winter green shed. And to the right of that is like a house that seems like it's under construction. It's got that Tyvek stuff on it. What the heck is that Tyvek stuff? Uh, you remember, like, is that some kind of insulation? Because remember, there used to be the pink stuff that Pink Panther used to sell. I think that was made from Pink Panther fur. But you weren't supposed to touch it because every time I tried to touch it uh, or, you know, make it like a, like, a, like a place to jump out of stuff onto, you know, say, don't touch that stuff. It's made from glass. But now you see all these houses covered in this Tyvek stuff, and it looks like it, it just looks like garbage bags. Uh, I mean, I know it's like uh, more expensive uh, than garbage bags, but uh, is that or is that waterproofing? I don't know. But that house is covered in Tyvek. Uh, and then to the right of that is another well painted structure. I can't tell if it's a shed. Oh, it is a shed. That frog, I don't know if you can hear the frogs on the mic, but a frog just said shed. Um, and it has a white, uh, like white, uh, framing around the windows. If it is, it may, so maybe a tumult, tall, small, small cabin. And then a beautiful red highlights, uh, bright, like barn red, uh, around the base. Uh, a lot of the other structures on the riverbank are, uh, various shades of white and beige, uh, and the sun's kind of hitting it beige. The frog likes the beige, uh, so, and then above that is, I mean, I know, I know you people in Montana, you got the, the, the thing on big sky country, but I got a lot of sky on one half. I guess I couldn't call it big sky because there's so many trees here, but, uh, to my left, I got a lot of sky, a lot of blue, blue sky with some wispy clouds. There were puffy clouds and on the horizon, there's a few puffy clouds, uh, I know I've talked about it before. I failed all my cloud tests uh, in grammar school. I don't know if that was fourth, fifth, or sixth grade. I think we just had to, I should have made flashcards. I think that's what the sister told me. I think, I don't remember which sister that was. Maybe it was even in second grade. Maybe it was Sister Caroline. But it was one of the ones I didn't get along with. So I think it was an act of silent rebellion, not learning. Holy cow, we got a woodpecker. Okay, breaking news. Uh Wow, how majestic. So to my left, uh, it just took off uh, on a uh, branch that was sticking out from a really dead tree. It was a woodpecker. And it, it landed on the branch, and it had the puffy hair, a bit like my hair, a fur, and then the woodpecker beak. It definitely had a woodpecker profile, and I don't know bird profiles, but this one did. It was nice looking. It looked right at us. I didn't see any red on it, but it had some either very dark blue and white uh, fur, or no, they, they have feathers, don't they? Oh, it's back. It, it came back, or another one did. Uh, or maybe this is a different one because it doesn't have a puffy head. But yeah, the birds are coming over, and I have seen a, three great blue herons. So maybe, or it may have been the same great blue heron three times. Uh, so hopefully we'll see that again. But that bird. Uh, Ooh, it, I think it's eating some insects because it just flew over the lily pads and then flew off. Uh, and I don't know, you may be able to hear some bird song. At some point, I'll try to capture some ambient uh, noise uh, in in the woods here. There's a state park behind me that I uh, recorded the Great Kiwi Shavers episode. Uh, he's been banned from the podcast since then. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode with Kiwi one day. Wow, the birds, I didn't know birds were such hams. I guess I did, but another bird has landed on that branch, a smaller one. And it's a ways away, and holy cow, while that was doing it, uh, a bird dove into the water. And it didn't come out, it, was, it didn't come out with a fish, but it dove right into the water. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So we're here, I'm looking at that tree. Other other than that, on that tree, um, it's a... You know, one of those starker trees. That one's been in the water a long time. It's bleached, but it's been raining, so some parts uh, seem like they're uh, some parts of it uh, are are soaked, so they're a little bit darker. 
Okay, one of the birds is back, and it's pecking the wood, but I don't know if it's a woodpecker. You know, it just might be a bird that pecks. And this one's a little bit, it's a littler. It's against the blue sky, so it's just a, a black uh, profile for me. What are, the, what are those pictures called that you do uh, when you do the profile and you cut it out? Uh, I'll think of that. Maybe I could do that for birds. Uh, what are those called? They're, called? they're not called cutouts. Uh, it'll come to me. Uh, it, like uh, I always get that in brooches mixed up for some reason because they have the same kind of thing. Like a lot of brooches have somebody's head in white against a black background. I know my, my, my daughter gets hers done at Disneyland. It's like the cheapest thing you could get done at Disneyland for a kid. It's fast, and it's a great—I I think it's a great bargain. Uh, at least uh, my, my, uh, my, my ex tells me that. Uh, she loves getting them for my daughter. I may be seeing a hummingbird. I don't think my eyes are that good. And you may be hearing frogs. I haven't spotted any frogs or— um, or what are those other things called? Turtles, uh, yet. Uh, I got a lot of birds. I, can't, I don't want to call them waterfowl, though, because uh, I'm not positive they're all waterfowl. I mean, they're all wa near waterfowl. And then we'll get into some, let's get into some delicate, more delicate uh, creatures. So there's a, there was about a billion dragonflies till I decided to uh, turn my attention to the dragonflies. And then there should be some water striders. Of course, uh, they must know, okay, there's something like a water strider. It's a little bit smaller. A lot of the surface of the water is rippling, and I can't quite see what's rippling. Oh, boy, now we got some striders. Oh, boy. I wonder how many species of water striders there are. And, you know, they're probably not all called water striders. So I have a couple, and I don't, maybe they're babies and maybe one's a parent, uh, I don't know how insects deal with their offspring, to be honest with you. I think it's a cold, cruel world for insects. Uh, and I even see some microscopic water. Holy cow. Talk about the joy of observation and then not being able to communicate it to the audience. But anyway, they're going to be going to sleep anyway. So we have your typical water strider, which is about... Uh, I'd say the size of the, your thumbnail when you count its legs, it takes up about that space. Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. And that thing is striding around. And then there was some smaller ones that were maybe the, uh, the overall uh, area of uh, my pinky nail. But then I have some, I'm watching, I got about 16 of them uh, that I'm watching. They almost look like... Uh, they could be digital, like, uh, what do you call those things, periods moving on the surface of the water. So those are some other, like, near microscopic, well, I guess they're not microscopic, but very tiny. They're just striding on the surface of the water, too, or moving on it. And then we do have a very still surface of the water. Uh, it's reflecting a little bit of the sky, just to give it a little bit of mood. I mean, if I look off... Uh, Away from me, we have full reflections, so the trees that are behind me are being reflected in the water and the blue sky and the clouds mixed in with the greens. Of the, oh, boy, and the dragonflies have come over. Well, I did not realize that swamp creatures or near, you know, bend in the river creatures were so, you know, they're, uh, what do you call it? attention hogs. So I got about uh, 35 dragonflies. I don't know if it's mating season Oh, and it looks like the the also the water striders a little bit on the distance are chasing each other. But yeah, a lot of dragonflies. Now these ones are a little bit different, um, and I don't know how to say this without disappointing them. But these are the. Uh, is there a lesser dragonfly? Okay, no dragonflies. Can you don't cry? But these ones are a little bit of a rusty color. And their bo their bodies are a little bit smaller, like they're very thin. Now, now you, you get those blue, big blue dragonflies. I mean, uh, and I don't want to be hurtful, but those are very impressive. Like these dragonflies are, uh, they're just less. It's just harder to view you. I'm not. There's one just sitting on a, a lily pad listening to this, but I don't know how else to talk about you other than be honest. Maybe I should just move on to talking about the muck. Uh, 
But yeah, so so there's a, there's the dragonflies and they're chasing each other. Beautiful, oh, so beautiful. He's still it's this dragonfly still sitting here. The podcast to put dragonflies to sleep. We do it with a dragonfly description. Still sitting here, looking at me in all its until I appreciate it. I guess you're a stubborn dragon. The stubborn dragonfly, Gingerbread Press, twenty thirty five. The story of the dragonfly that refused to go anywhere. Oh, it just raised its wings in uh, in agreement. But it's sitting here. It does have nice wings. Uh, trying, I'm honestly placated. The, the man who placated dragonflies, uh, Gingerbread Press 2029. Uh, maybe. I guess I'd have to placate. The man who placated the, uh, the dragonfly cycle. Uh what was the third one going to be called? Uh, I don't know. How to Placate a Dragonfly. That was a movie that didn't work out for me. Uh, figured I'd get in on that How You Train Your Dragon uh, mojo. But, it, you know, How to Placate Your Dragonfly. Just keep talking. And uh, they, don't, they don't understand English, it turns out. So you just got to use the same tones you would use to compliment a blue dragonfly. An iridescent one. But I'm sure you're doing the best you can out here. I'm glad you came by. Otherwise, what would I talk about? All this uh, green stuff in the water here. So that's a little bit about what I'm seeing. And I guess, yeah, let's move Let's move on to talking about the water itself or the uh, plants. Okay, before we could talk about the water thing, you got to say I hit this one issue that uh, I guess because it's 30 minutes in the podcast, I could share with you. The last time I d- did this uh, and I was recording, now I was recording, it was more of an experimental recording. So I was recording while it wasn't, it couldn't be used for a sleep podcast because I was using it while I was rowing and with a lavalier. So there's a lot of wind. But then at some point, uh, like na- nature called. And now there's, I don't know what I'm going to do in this situation. I probably could crawl up on this tree, but I, like I say, really can't afford to sync the recording equipment because I have my good headphones and my good recorder here. The mic, I guess I could afford to lose because I always bring a second mic when I travel. And then uh, I loaned a mic to one of my brothers that I could get, but, um, so I don't know, like I'm not at that point now, but I'm at the point where I'm thinking about it. I brought two uh, sparkling waters and one Dr. Pepper, uh, cherry Dr. Pepper, and I'm saving that for if I need it. I don't think there's going to be a lull in this episode because of, uh, probably because of those beautiful dragonflies, right? Uh, my rights, people? Uh, but uh, the last time what I tried to do is I, I found one of these reed islands and I rode into it thinking I could uh, beach the, uh, well, first I tried to do it out in the river and it was like, okay, scoots, you're going to, you, you can't, uh, you can't do that. Cause the river is like a weird, uh, it's not exactly deep enough where you would go to pee wouldn't be deep enough. Uh, you wouldn't want to flip it even without recording equipment, be terribly inconvenient. Uh, so I don't know what I'll do. Well, I won't do that on mic, obviously, because uh, I'll seal everything. So, but that's on my mind. Like, you know, that's it's part of reality. So let's talk about the water here. Holy moly. And I don't know if it's the luck of the Irish. And I know there's a lot of invasive issues that I'm not like really uh, polished up on. So we'll just get down to my observations because uh, we got a lot of, uh, I mean, I don't, like, I don't know if, if you're a biome, holy moly, uh, yeah, pleased to meet you. So right just around my parked uh, kayak, yeah, we have uh, well, we have dead leaves, from, um, uh, maybe even dead uh, or dried. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to call you dead. Uh can you hear those birds? They're really they're saying, "Hey, we get it? Can you get us on mic?" And I'm saying, "I'm I'm doing that. I'm doing that." But so we have uh, so, so some dried leaves. Then we have when I said luck of the Irish, it's because these really small lily pads are le- water-based leaves, uh, 
and they're they're very small and they do look like a clover shaped uh and when you say very very small scoots what would you uh compare it to for size and i'd say great well i'm trying to think uh uh, 25% of my pinky, I'd say. Maybe the biggest ones would be smaller than my toe toenail, my pinky toenail. So 50% of a pinky toenail uh, is each leaf of these uh, water clovers. And they're like a yellowish green. Um, some of them are a little bit light green. Some of them are a yellowish green. Some of them have some rust creeping in. I don't know if that's from age. No offense, I'm just, or experience. Yes, wisdom and experience, uh, and some more intense yellowing. And that is right where I'm parked. The predominant um, plant life. Uh, there's a lot of it around me. So if it did decide that it, it didn't appreciate the way I was talking about those dragonflies earlier, and that's why I'm measuring my tones about all plant life. Uh, I could be in for it, but uh, I don't know if that's because of the shade or the way the sunlight hits. Because most of the sunlight getting into this area, I mean, maybe during the mornings, but for most of the day, I think it's probably pretty filtered by the trees behind me. So that's the majority, but not by by all means the whole story. Because then we have uh, what I would call mini lily pads or something. And those are lily pads like about the size of my thumbnail and bigger. And those are, those are mixed in with the clovers or on the borders of the clovers. They're in patches. It looks like little groups of, uh, six, four, 12, uh, growing together. Some, you know, outside of these like clover lilies and uh, some within, and they are also like that, uh, like a uh, heart shape without the butt, like uh, so kind of like a frog profile. If you, uh, you know, with like you know, some people draw a frog's head, like a heart without a pointy bottom, like kind of like a flat-bottomed heart, you know, like uh, like uh, so those are around. Then we have. Uh, what we could only call, I mean, what I can only call muck, uh, and I don't know if it's algae. Or uh, what it is, that's below the surface of the water, but just below it, like right up, and some of it is breaking the surface. And this is where we really get into the impressive territories about uh, this uh, sweet, sweet Mother Nature. I mean, this stuff is like uh, mucky. It's muck, but it's full of uh, bubbles. Uh, And I don't know if that's CO2 or O2 or O, whatever, O, you know, O. C2O, you know, uh, what is that, carbon dioxide or oxygen or something else? I mean, for it could be methane, but uh, it's a dark, uh, a rich, rich green color, a deep, uh, I don't even know what green to call it, uh, like a brownish, but brown isn't the right color. I mean, if I could, t- I'll tell you the color of the water because of the bottom, is a bone broth. I mean, the color of the water straight up is the color you would expect of, uh, you know, the same color when you have uh, uh, beef ramen. I mean, that's what the color of this river is, beef ramen, uh, beef, beef beef broth. Uh, and I love it because it's, it may, it, and I'm not kidding, this is like one of those things where they talk about how, you know, your brainstem level stuff. Uh, there is something comforting about being in a, a river of broth. Uh, I mean, Willy Wonka was on to something. And I'm sure if he had an adult facility, he like uh, that, you know, he didn't just special. He had to say, you know, maybe uh, Billy Wonka was somewhere else in the world doing a savory factory of savory stuff. He probably had brought broth river. You're right. It doesn't. I mean, it, like, I don't know why, why I was assuming all the Wonkas would be males. That's foolhardy of me. But whatever, whichever Wonka is is running the savory factory, how come I, I how come I can't get a contract to do that? Uh, I guess because who would care? Uh, I don't know. Like like uh, let's let's see. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing John August's version of that. Uh, I mean, I love John. I love his imagination. I love his writing. You know, get Tim and John back on that and uh, do. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't think Sally Wonka's not quite doing it for me. Well, Wilmina Wonka. I don't know, but like uh, the savory, the savory version. I don't know where you'd set that. Uh, but I mean Yorkshire, I think, because they have that Yorkshire pudding, and that's the savory pudding, right? But what I'm telling you is that I'm on a river, a brothy river, and I mean, the, the, like, uh, there's nothing better than a brothy river. It's not actual broth, but it's a broth-like river. So I guess that's a simile. Or it could be, it, it's not metaphorical, I, I don't think. Uh, it's a direct describe. What, what is it? But the river's brothy. I don't think I've tasted the river just because, see, that, you know, that doesn't seem like the greatest idea. Not that it looks, uh, but, you know, just, okay, we're getting some good insect noises here. And these are the late afternoon insects. I don't know if you can hear that. But those long trills, like our friend Trill, uh, light and loose. Uh, so, okay, back to the river. You're right, water striders. They're coming up right to the side of my boat. You know who loves me? Babies and water striders. Uh, dragonflies, not so much. Uh, but so this muck is full of bubbles, uh, pr probably because of some natural process, I can only assume. And I don't know for the life of me if it's algae or just a regular plant life. Uh, what is that called? I don't know if it's photosynthesis or, or what. Uh, I mean, photogenic, yes. All of you are photogenic, uh, without a doubt. But that's what you'd call muck, because uh, when it comes up, when you're muck battling, you know, moved on from muck raking. It's not doing us any, well, no, uh, tr truth raking is doing good. But when you when you have that, like, uh, so that's one thing. And I don't know. So that's another uh, thing. Then then I can see through the water, even though it's broth-like. I can't quite see the bottom because right on the sides of my boat are so much uh, clover lily or whatever, baby little baby clover lily, that I can't see through it. But if I look off a few feet, there's an empty patch. And I don't know if this is the invasive plant everybody's talking about, but it's like a, a fern-like, pine-like uh, water plant. And they did talk about something that's gotten out of people's aquariums and is, is messing stuff up. So I don't know if it's this one, but it kind of looks like an underwater fern, pine fern. I mean, that's what I'd call it. Uh, underwater pine fern is exactly what it looks like. So it's... Uh, I don't, yeah, I think I just, I, I want to over describe it for some reason. But if you took a pine tree, crossed it with ferns, uh, and then stuck it up, miniaturized it and stuck it under the water, that's what it looks like. I mean, I guess it doesn't have a giant main trunk. Uh, it has more of like a thin reedy trunk. Uh, but yeah, like uh, underwater pine fern. I mean, to, to, is that nomenculture? Am I, am I redefining, am I ruining nomenculture? So that's uh, that's uh, what we have under the water here. And actually, we're getting into a situation here where the sun is falling uh, more and more as I've been out here for a while now. And we had that nice buzzing insect. Uh, we've been low on the insect sounds this year and a lot higher on the frog sounds, which I guess kind of makes sense. You know, one's flourishing and the frogs are, and then I don't know if that's, you know, psycho life. Uh, Water striders are still, they're still big fans of mine. They're coming to see what I'm talking about. You know, let's give them something to talk about. Water striders, you know, that's what I'm saying. And there's still no signs of the great blue heron. I will talk one more personal story, and then maybe we'll, uh, I'll pause it and paddle out a little. But so on this river, uh, back when I was a child and uh, a foolhardy one at that, so I, my, so I had my cousin John... My cousin Betsy, my brother Carl, my sister Sheila, my brother Ted, we were all in the general age range. And we would have something we called boat wars because John and Betsy's father had the flat bottom old town canoe. And then my family, we had a rowboat, uh, like an aluminum rowboat. And what we, we would do is uh, go out in the river and I don't know how we divvied it up quite, and I don't think any adults, I don't know how we got this by the adults. This, I don't think it, like, uh, I would not be able to handle any kids doing this uh, that I was in charge of. Uh, 
So if any kids are listening, don't do boat wars. Uh, but so we would take the canoe out, and some of us would take the uh, rowboat out, and we would attempt to soak each other. So I think some of the kids would ha- in the rowboat would have, like, uh, small buckets or old milk bottles, and then one, two, one person would be on each oar, and we would attempt to splash everybody in the canoe. And then the canoe, which was more maneuverable than a rowboat, would do, attempt to do the same thing uh, with dirt paddles. And you just attempt to soak everybody. And sooner or later, somebody would end up in the river. And, you, you know, we, I, think we, I think we did have, maybe we didn't, maybe the littler kids had, uh, what are those things called? Safety, safety guards, uh, life preservers. Uh, but we just pull the person out uh, and back into the boat. Uh, so those were boat wars, fun times, uh, you know, brothy. To me, that's another reason why my brain stem loves this brothy river. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break, and uh, I'm going to paddle a canoe. I'm, I'm not going to have the be able to hold on to the mic, but uh, I don't even know what it'll sound like. So, you know, I'll be, I'll be right back. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm back here, and I just paddled about uh, 15 feet away. I was going to attempt to do an entire 180, so I'd be facing the trees. But I think with the uh, the amount of uh, with the rudder on this thing, I don't I can't fully turn around because uh, because all the muck we're in. But so I'm out in the deep, some deeper lily pads. I thought I'd do a little deeper lily pad uh, thing. I don't know if there's a nice frog sound. I'd like to see a turtle, but I don't see any. I'm looking at all the branches. There's a lot of trees down. And the one thing I did want to stop for that's uh, tough, I guess, when you when you do a sleep podcast, it's tough to get everything into words, is that uh, so I'm here, the riverbank is now 30, feet, 30 yards away, probably, and it's thick with trees, and the sun is, just, like, filtering through all the trees. And this is where visual, uh, emotional, memory... Like the physical feeling, it's like 80 degrees, uh, there's very little breeze. It all ties together uh, like in a momentary experience. I don't know if it's describable, uh, the way the summer sun comes through the leaves of like 12 trees, the way it hits the water, and the feelings it stirs up, probably even somatic feelings of like... uh, Supper time's not that far off. Uh, the physical, uh, you know, the day, the day is good. The rhythm of the day has gone on. So your body's saying, wow, what a, what a day today. The, the, there's just a barely a tiny breeze every once in a while. And, the, you know, there's one thing, like, when the sun is coming through and then there's just a bare breeze, uh, the sunlight does become much more tactile because uh, it actually has like a slight strobe effect as the sun's slowly moving down and my angle the sun is changing and the position of all those leaves are changing. You know, the sunlight's rippling too, not just the water. You know, it's like the water gets all the ripples, but uh, right now there's rippling sunlight hitting me. And it's nice, man. Holy cow, am I lucky. And I'm one of those people that really, like, you might hear this podcast, you might think, uh, you know, holy cow, I don't know if I got a turtle or a duck coming. I'm watching some or some sort of swimming bird. I'm sorry to change the subject, but uh, there's a, it might be a family or um, some sort of segmented thing. It's too far off for me to see. But there's something moving in the water. It's moving slowly. I think it's got to be a turtle. Uh, or what in the heck is that? It's too far away for me to totally see. It's, it is coming my way. But it, I think it's a be- it is a beaver. Holy cow, we are so lucky. I see a beaver with a piece of grass in its mouth. And uh, there's a tree blocking me, but it's going to come into view again. And man, am I lucky.
lucky to be here with you. It's a beaver. I think it's swimming on its back, too. And it's really moving smoothly. It almost looks like a moving uh, cattail. And it's really got speed, too. It's heading right towards a tree. It, uh... I don't know where it's going. It might be turning towards my voice. I think, uh... Maybe that's a beaver dam under there. I might be seeing its den at a distance here. And it just dived under. So I think there is a beaver dam, um... Or beaver dam, or beaver den, not that far off. What a, right when I was saying how much I love you, Mother Nature, you took me to another level. And what I was going to say about you is that sometimes I forget how lucky I am to experience you, most of the time, to be honest. Uh, and this podcast really gives me the opportunity to get out here and spend more time than I normally would. You know, like, this would get, like, I mean, even though podcast is supposed to bore you to sleep, uh, it's a lot less boring for me in these situations. But it is, like, it would be too boring for me to just sit here for two hours. But because I'm working and working on the show, it kind of gives me permission. And now I guess I have a moral, ethical consideration. Should I go closer to where I last saw the beaver? Or should I wait and kind of see, wait the beaver out? I mean, I can I can sense there's two possibilities of where the beaver may live. Uh, yeah, I should probably leave the beaver alone. Leave it to be, leave the beaver. Don't leave it to beaver. Leave the beaver. So, the, so that is a lucky thing. And it, as we were talking, uh, and as the beaver went by, the sun now is behind the um, uh, what do you call that? The uh, trunk of a tree. So things have really changed uh, just since I've been talking to you. And I'm really sitting here and, you know, closer to the bank, uh, the water's clear. So like I was saying, there's really a powerful reflective effect. Uh, and you got some nice bird sounds and the water striders are breaking the glass-like uh, reflections. You know, I'll try to do is uh, pause a recording and take a picture. But even um, the trees, I'm seeing a couple red flowers, a couple yellow flowers. I've seen a bird landing where I last saw the beaver. So they may be best friends, the beaver and the bird. Was Did the beaver have a friend named the bird? Remember, there was a, there was a kid named the beaver. Leave it to beaver. Now, I don't really remember... Uh, like, that was before my time, but the repeats were on a lot. But there was Wally, and he had a jerky friend. And then I think there was, uh, I don't know if this was the same show, but the guy that would play Gilligan, he played like a beatnik on one of those shows. Uh, and uh, I don't know why that all flashed in my mind at one time, but, uh, you know, that's how my brain works. See, I'm just sitting here and, and enjoying the moment with you. I hope you're enjoying it with me, like we're in the shade. But it's warm. It feel, it, I mean, this really does feel like a safe place, a broth-like river. And I didn't get a chance to tell you about the giant, you know, the, well, I guess they're not giant. Regular size, big lily pads. Uh, and literally just inches away from my right uh, shoulder, is a lily lily pad flower and it is lovely it's yellow and it's inside it looks like a i don't know there's a there's a, some sort of bug hanging out in there it has like marigold like colors i would say like with a reddish maroonish uh brownish color on the inside and then, like, uh, it's uh, it's private parts or whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't you know. I don't want to embarrass the plants. You know what's embarrassing about private parts? It's uh, it's like a a two layer. Uh, I don't want to say like uh, it's like a uh, like a what do you call that? A hose. Um, I don't know. It looks good though. Maybe I'll take that picture too, because since I can't describe it. Uh, but yeah, let me let, let me uh, pause the recording, and then what I'll do is I'll go a few feet. Maybe we're far enough away from the beaver beaver facility that I don't feel like we'll be prying at this distance. 
There's like one uh, log sticking out where maybe we'll have a shot to see a fro uh, frog or a, a turtle. No offense, frogs, but uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm gonna take a couple pictures. Hey, and then I'll then I'll be right back. I mean, you you you'll hear me momentarily. Okay, hey everybody, I'm back here. I'm in full broth now. I'm in a clear spot of the river. Or the the tributary, the side, like the swampy area. And, to, you know, a lot of times I don't, like, uh, say, Scoots, you were right. When you're right, you're right. But I was right. Like, I'm looking at this water right now. And with uh, this is a total beef broth, uh, total beef broth situation. And then we also have a couple bonuses. We got a couple birds uh, come by. I think, I don't think that's a, uh, there's one to my right I was coming to look at some of these. Uh, I couldn't spot the uh, beaver, so that was one thing. But I do see, like, some logs up on the uh, shore arranged, so I could take a guess that's where the beaver was. Uh, but so, what was I going to say? So, oh, a couple bonus things. So I do see some cattails, uh, and I see them in various uh, stages. So I have some that have fuzzified and drifted away. And then I have some that are full, like they do, I do prefer, kind of like a burnt corn dog. I guess it's exactly what it looks like. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, who would buy a dark brown corn dog? I mean, no, but uh, that's why they're golden brown. But uh, if it was a brownish brown, that's what it looks like, a cat tail. And again, kind of a mystery of Mother Nature. It's like, what's the, uh, that, wh how come? That, that's really, like you're in this, all this green grass. And, you know, some of the grass has, you know, passed away, so it's uh, whitish, uh, the color of like a papyrus. Then you have yellowish ones. But mostly you get these green stalks, and then you got these uh, corn, burnt corn dogs on a stick. Uh, you say, wow, you really know what you're doing. And uh, river of bone broth. I got the front of my kayak here caught on a, like, a old stump that I said, uh, if if turtles were going to be anywhere, they would be out here, and they're not, uh, so no turtles. But then I do have a superior view of a couple things. Uh, one is a water tower, and now now they live in California, and I don't know if the like I I I, I like uh, one has ninety nine percent invisible done anything about water towers. I I got to really learn. Uh, I got to really get some spare time. Uh, because I love water towers, and I'm looking at one right now. It's an unlabeled one. It's nearly whitish blue, so I don't know if it's made to, to almost disappear in the sky. I know where it is on the road because I passed it before. It's a circular-shaped uh, water tower, really high in the sky, um, almost onion-like. Uh, I guess if you painted a face on it, it'd be like a Pez dispenser. You could It could go past as Jack in the Box. So the picture the head of Jack in the box, that round styrofoam ball shape with a stick or like a most boring white lollipop you'd ever see in your life. Uh, and that's just creeping up uh, like at a distance uh, through a lot of the trees. And then we have a lot of clouds. Uh, and again, I didn't pass my cloud test, uh, but we have the ones that kind of uh, the, the mesmerizing shaped ones. You know, running like just above the horizon, just above the trees, the really puffy ones, the rolling puffy clouds. So I want you to do like uh, spend a few more seconds with me drifting off as I look uh, above the treetops at the puffy, puffy clouds, cotton-like clouds, so soft, uh, so soothing. So gentle, I can see them reflected in the broth around me. They're like the, I guess clouds really are sky broth. Uh, though no one's really, no one's sensible's called them that, but uh, water's in broth, uh, water's in clouds. Uh, I may have you on a technicality that uh, clouds are sky broth. But I'm trying to see what shapes I see. The first, and it, you know what's more, even more lovely, and I didn't mean to ode you there, but I did, is uh, as the clouds go from left to right or right to left, uh, 
to my left, uh, they go out uh, over the lake, and uh, while I can't see the lake, the clouds trail off and become less and less substantive and smaller and more blue. And as we head towards the right, they become puffier and puffier and more complex in their colors, blue, gray at the base, but cotton white with gray, uh, like a highlight. I mean, that's another wondrous thing about these puffy clouds is the uh, shadows enable us to see so many things on them. And they rise and they rise. Really, I mean, you could be lying there sinking in to these clouds. And one all the way to the right, it looks like either a, a mountain or like one of those triangular cartoon video game characters, either uh, a starfish person or a person made of a pillow. It's got a little bit of a nose that looks like a scoop of mashed potatoes in a fuzz, fluffy, fluffy brow and then a nightcap. Uh, and it's leaning back, sleeping on a cloud. A cloud is sleeping on a cloud that passed out on a cloud. Its legs are lying, its arms are at its side. And I can see why it's so restful, just staring at the blue of the sky, so hypnotic uh, as other clouds drift by. If you keep going to the right, then we have a dual layer of puffy clouds. And that's where there's the least amount of trees, so I can see clouds trailing off, trailing off uh, miles and miles away. And then the right sky, the top of the sky, has like a higher altitude, more wispy cloud. You know, more vapory. That's why I don't, I don't call that type of cloud the broth of the sky. That's more of the mist of the sky. But yeah, the clouds are there, and even the blues of the sky, we all know. But at times like this, we get reminded how many different blues there are in the sky. But this is still weirdly, I, I wanted to say, is it just limited to blue, Scoots? Come on, don't limit it. Don't put your, you know, don't put put, put the sky in a box, because you know, that's a story waiting to be written. The sky, that got put in a box, but... uh it really is flavors of blue right now. I mean, when it, when, and when that sun falls, it'll be a, a lot of different flavors uh, as the as the sun sets and then as the night crawls in. But right now, it is blue. I mean, you could, you know, technically, as you look at the apex of the sky, find some purples. Uh, and as you drift towards the clouds on the horizon and just the mist on the horizon, you could, you know, just speak in grays and whites. Or you could just find, you know, different colors of blue to describe it. Uh, if you weren't in a river and you had a color guide to go by. But, I mean, I'll tell you what, you know, every shade is a shade of magic and... Uh, can't tell me, I mean, it's rare that while I'm recording it, I'm treasuring the moment. Uh, but I'll be lucky to even look back on this episode and and say, wow, there was a moment uh, that I was really there for. I mean, I guess I'll say, you know, when my therapist says, well, you you know, are you sure you're not, why can't you just, and I said, well, you know, is, is it cheating to be there with my listeners, to be in the broth? I mean, we saw a effing beaver go by. And I was going to be a little bit let down because I didn't quite, you know, with a blue heron I saw. And it was great. I mean, now I know why they call it great blue heron. But that beaver was pretty sweet. I mean, the beaver had a branch in its teeth, a green branch. It was going somewhere. It was moving. Didn't see its teeth. Uh, but those are the things, and so as I leave you, I'm, I'm, my uh, craft, my watercraft is drifting away from the log. It's pointing out towards the open river where I can see the water moving. What's interesting is the light breeze is going upstream, so the river ripples are flowing in the opposite direction of the river. 
and on the edge of the the part of the river that's really moving is uh, hundreds and hundreds of yellow flowers breaking through the broth on top of those big uh, green uh, what are those things? Lily pads. Uh, so I guess those are lilies, water lilies. And yeah, so I'm lucky to be here. I'm glad to to, to be here. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, you know, thanks for so much for coming along with me. I really wouldn't have been able to 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 be here and do this without you. Good night.